Welcome everybody to Ecuador Sunday. We are glad you could join us. If you could please stand and sing along with us.
we are so glad to be here with you today. Would you turn to your neighbor? Just greet each other, and if you don't know each other's name, might be a good thing to get that too.
worshiping and lifting the name of Jesus Christ on high.
again, welcome everybody to Ecuador Sunday. Um, as most of you guys know, we had the opportunity to go on a youth mission trip a couple weeks ago, and uh, we have most of our team up here. They're going to share some of their experiences with it. Um, it was a different experience for me. I'll talk about that horrifying picture in a minute. But it was a little different experience for me. It's my third mission trip, and um, this one, as well as the other leaders, we were kind of on the, on the, the background while... All the kids pretty much did everything from sharing the gospel at the outreach events to um, leading the games, leading the crafts, everything else that pretty much went on. They led it, which was pretty awesome uh, to see. I'm very proud of them. And I got to be in the back and eat that thing up there, which is a guinea pig. So, uh, yes, it's very uh, tasty, but had the nastiest smell in the world. But um, on a more serious note, I think... As I shared in the first service, one verse that could probably sum up the trip, and I think what God did in our lives was Ephesians 3.20, where it says, The power of God at work within us is uh, able to accomplish more than we could ever think or imagine. And I really think, I really believe that God did that, you know, going down there, not really knowing uh, what he was going to do, but coming back and seeing God, you know, just completely blow our all of our expectations out of the water. And, um you know, just do incredible, amazing things through not only the lives of the people down there, but also ours as well. And we have Amy Shervon that is going to um, share her experience and the impact it made on her as well as many others here. So. Well, I'm probably the only person with a piece of paper, so, because I can't remember anything. But what I wanted to say that I didn't say in the first service, before I went on this trip, I thought I had an actually pretty good relationship with God. And once I went on this trip, I realized it was actually pretty pathetic. I didn't. <laughs> and once I went on this trip, it kind of like felt like my dad like knocking on my head, telling me that like I was being a knucklehead again, saying that, why would you like want to have like a bad relationship? Because I felt like I noticed more that I was getting away from God and I I kind of felt like, well, I have, like, my whole life to kind of, like, get that relationship back. And that's when I feel like my dad's, like, knocking my head, telling me that I'm a knucklehead. Because why would you want to do that? I mean, you have, like, your whole life. Why wouldn't you want to have your relationship now? So, anyway, I'll actually say what I actually wrote down. My experience going to Ecuador was absolutely, completely life-changing. I'm very blessed and happy that I was able to go on this trip. My dad actually came home and told me that I was going on this trip. I wasn't, I didn't even want to go, personally, honestly. Like, I told everybody when we had our sharing time after every night, I told everybody that I did not want to go on this trip at all. And my friends and my family knew it. And I probably came up with just about every excuse to get out of it at first, and obviously I didn't. But I'm really glad that my dad pushed me and made me go to it. And once I started going to the meetings that we had and everything, I realized that this is what I really needed. But I'm happy that I was able to go on this trip with Straight Street and to have the chance to experience things that I've never not only seen, but a different way of life. These are the experiences in life that I'll never forget, even when I'm like 80 years old. But I learned on this trip that no matter what job you're doing to help, it was never too small. And knowing that we were changing so many kids' lives by, by bringing them to Christ was the most exciting thing to see. Throughout the first couple of days in the trip, I started to notice what God was doing for me in my own walk with him, but I didn't have an experience yet that really shook me until we went to the orphanage. On our way there, I prayed to God that he would open my eyes to something that I've not, that I've, to something else that I've only heard about. Once we got there, 
seeing how many kids that were actually there was absolutely heartbreaking. When we started to play games with them, they looked so happy just to be with us, even though my heart was breaking inside for them. Uh, lost my place. I know now that this was the trip, this was a life-changing moment that I was waiting for to come. I thought that this was the last thing that I needed in my life, but now I know this trip was where God wanted me to be. Amen. Thank you. You know, I love to hear these kids sing. They've, they've had a lot of practice lately. They're really pretty good, aren't they? I, I appreciate them. We just got a nice little Skype note on Ken's telephone from Daniel Gonzalez down in uh, Ecuador. He's watching the service. He's watching you guys right say now. Hi, uh, let's say hi, Daniel. Go ahead. Say that. Okay. All the way from Ecuador, uh, Daniel is checking out the service this morning. Uh, please reach in the book rack right there in front of you and pull out one of our little black friendship folders. If you'll be so kind this morning to put your name on that and give it to somebody sitting near you, we'll appreciate that a lot. Inside your Sunday courier is uh, one of our prayer forms. I want to encourage you to feel free to write down your request, a prayer request on that form, turn it in, and we'll put it out so that people can uh, pray over your request. Um, as they come into the church to pray throughout the week. Uh, after the service, we have lots of food in the gym for everybody, so please do not go home. When you leave this service, march right over to the gym and help us. Uh, we have some Ecuadorian food being made over there by one of the local restaurants, and uh, so you'll enjoy the time of fellowship. Let's stand together as our ushers come this morning. We'll receive our morning offering together at this time. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your love, and we uh, thank you for our young people in our church that uh, you're using in a wonderful way in their life at this young age. We pray that you'll pour out your mighty blessing upon them, Lord, today and every day thereafter. We pray now that as we give our gifts to you, that you'll bless each gift and each giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Cielo, la luna salir es quien con sus manos hizo las estrellas. Fire me. 
Morning, church. How are you? I just want to say I'm so happy to finally be standing up here wearing an Ecuador shirt and not just praying about it and supporting my husband who's gone twice. I said it was my turn. So I was very blessed to be able to be a part of this. Um, when they started talking about this at Straight Street, you know, Jason and I, we looked at each other and we saw just about all of the girls in my cell group were on fire about this and wanted to go. And they're like, yeah, you got to go, you got to go. I said, of course I'm going to go. Of course I'm going to go. So I'm really glad that I did. Um, you guys, you should truly, truly be so proud of these kids. I mean, they did everything. And I've never seen God's hand upon every last detail. It was just inspiring. Um, from the minute we got up, from doing devotions, you know, I didn't have to harp on these girls about much. Um, one person, maybe. <laughs> My, my roommate, who just, she's a bed hog, that's all. And um, it was just such a blast. I had such a wonderful time watching God work in each one of these kids. All these kids up here, they each had their own gifts and talents that God just amplified. And just, it was awesome to see in situations where I know they don't get practice every day, um, especially in a different language. And they just... It, you could just feel God in every, every opportunity they had with little kids and teenage kids and at the orphanage and with, with teachers and school staff there. Um, it was just everything we did was you could feel that it was God, and it was so cool. And, and everybody up here would, I'm sure, agree with me that it was nothing of us, but certainly of, of the Holy Spirit who was within each and every one of us. And I just want to thank all of you for, for praying over us. Um, for those who helped us to get there financially, and um, just, I'm just really excited because those two little girls out there, raise your hand, my girls, <laughs> hi, I can't wait for them to have an opportunity to do something like this because it is a life changer, and as you heard already, and it's just amazing, so thank you church, and look, look for good things to come because these kids are on fire, and we are going to shake up children's church, and it's going to be awesome, right guys? And they're really excited about it because why not? Why not use these kids here in our own church? I mean, they were amazing in Ecuador, and they can be amazing right here in Finleyville at our church. And we're going we're gonna to do that. So thank you very much. So preparing for this trip, I wasn't really sure if I was ready to go or not. My heart wasn't right, and I didn't really have the right attitude. But with my group, we kept praying and we kept looking positive. We knew that God had a plan. Um, so in Ecuador, I had the opportunity to teach a Bible lesson, and I did the Great Samaritan. And it was really cool because I broke the story down and I acted it out. And it was just really cool to see the kids pay attention and listen and to see how God worked through that. Um, I was really excited to do the soccer clinic because soccer is my thing. So it was really cool to go play, have fun, work really hard, and then be serious and give them the gospel and really show them how God can shine through you. Um, I want to thank everyone for supporting us, and I just thank God for working through my life and giving me the relationships with my friends and with him and just continue, continuing to help me every day. So thank you. I don't want to hold that. Okay. Well, this trip kind of left me speechless. So if I don't, if I just like pause, it's not because I don't know what to say. It's just because there's so much to say. But um, I'll start from the beginning with we have to raise money for these tickets, and it's a lot of money. So, and I usually just let my parents take care of that. 
But now that I have a job and everything, I like see that that's a lot. So um, we had like deadlines, like payments, and I was really late on mine, and I didn't have any money. Well, I I personally did, but so I just took out money from my paycheck and put it down, and I was like, God, I'm gonna pray and please support me. And He blessed me and my family and the rest of this group and gave us way more than what we needed. So it came from you guys, and I just want to thank all of you out there for giving me the opportunity, as well as everyone else here. And then we had um, meetings up to this, up to the time we left, and I had these expectations that weren't even close to being met, and I was just like, this trip's going to be crazy, and I don't know what it's going to be like. But we got there, and God was like, Carice, if you want to set expectations on me, I'll show you. And he blew them out of the water. And um, we had Bible school. And my location was like a dirt area. And there was no houses in sight. So these little grade school kids walked to this to our area to hear us. And I was like, these kids are walking so far to hear about God. Where if I said, hey, Bible school in my backyard tonight, I'd have like two kids. <laughs> So it, like, showed me that, okay, these kids want to hear what we have to say. And um, usually whenever I go on these trips, I'm on the sideline, and I let the adults, like, take care of lesson and everything, and I'm just there for the fun of it. Well, I taught a lesson this time, and it was fun. And the kids, like, I was like, I prayed, and I was like, please don't let me be boring. Please help these kids to pay attention to me. And well, every kid had their eyes glued and listened to everything that God told me to tell them. And it really opened up my eyes to see that these kids want to hear it. So God put me here for a reason. And those motions we were doing to those songs, I felt like a complete fool. But those kids thought were so excited. And they you would think that they were at like a One Direction concert or something. Because like... Some of those motions, I just was like, why am I doing this? But it was really cool. And um, we went into the schools with the um, high school. And, um, like, if you, my school doesn't let people come in and do that. But we were able to go in there, and they threw us in these classes, and were like, you have two hours, do what you want. Two hours is a very long time with these kids that, well, okay, we did, we did good, though. <laughs> we, like, played some games, and then, um, the last 45 minutes or so, we um, shared the gospel with them through the wordless book, and um, we painted like the wordless, like a rainbow on their hand with those colors, so that they had that on their hand. So whenever they went home, and their parents or sisters or whoever was like, "What's that?" They that was their way to sh share the gospel with their family, and that was just a reminder for them, which was really cool, and um, it like showed me that if people can't if People can't come into my school and do that. That's why I'm in my school. That's why I go to my school because someone has to do it. So um, we went to the orphanage as well, and that was very heartbreaking because we gave them McDonald's toys where I throw those away, but they thought that it was like an iPhone in their hands. Like They were so excited, and it was just heartbreaking because they don't have anything. And... Um, we gave them hot dogs, and we thought it was just like, oh, late night snack. That was their dinner. Like, 
one hot dog and what they were prepared like what the people had for them for dinner was just like this mushed up stuff that I don't even know what it was but um we have sharing time at the end like after each night and there was a missionary there that he was like an like intern I guess you would call him but he shared his testimony with us and um if I start crying I'm sorry but he used an illustration that was like a train, and it was facts, faith, feeling. And if you keep that your train in that order, you'll stay on track. But if you have your feelings directing your train, you're going to fall off track. And it really spoke to me because when I tore my ACL, I let my feelings control me, and I didn't do anything except for come to church on Sundays because I had to, and Wednesdays because I had to. But... um it like spoke to me and like now I'm coming back here and I'm like actually awake on Sunday mornings and I don't just roll out of bed anymore <laughs> just to get here. But um, uh, we made a lot of friendships with the translators as well. Um, Priscilla, she's like my best friend and we talk all the time and like it's cool to like have someone else say, hey, I'm praying for you or like just have something in common with these kids that are so passionate about Christ. Um, there's this one kid down there. Um, I asked how they do like their quiet times because I need a quiet time because I don't do one. And um, they were like, well, um, I need something to do too. So what me and this other translator do is we read, and we started in Timothy. We read, and then um, I'll get a text in saying, hey, what did you learn? How can you apply it to your life? So I have someone in a different country keeping me accountable, and I'm keeping them accountable. And um, it's just really what I needed. And this trip was a lot different from the other trips because I actually, like, I didn't just stop there because it's been two weeks and I'm still, like, all about it. And, um, like, I can't just let it stop. So this is the start to my life. Okay, I'm done. Good morning. Those of you who don't know me, I'm Matt Parrish. This is my wife, Amy, my daughter, Caitlin, my daughter, Taylor. Caitlin come home from Straight Street and says to me, Straight Street's going to Ecuador. And I said, awesome. And I said, you want to go? And she said, yeah, I do. She goes, but I don't want to go by myself. I said, all right, I'll go with you. So through a little coaxing by Dane, he said, take your whole family. I said, all right. Let's do it. So we come to the where God taught our whole family a lesson. And we had to raise money. We had to come up with $6,000 for all four of us to go on this trip. So we did what we could do. We sent out our letters, and we got some money back, and that was it. And money just stopped coming in. And I was like, we're never going to get this money. I started doubting that we were going to get this money. And God made me sweat. He's like, wait a month. Wait a month and a half. It's getting time to where we either had to come up with the money or not go. And then God said, let me show you what I can do. And he gave us all the money we needed for the trip. And then some. Almost $2,000 more than we needed. So I asked him, I said, what do you want me to do with all this extra money? He said, help other people on the trip, and give it to the missionaries. So that's what we did. 
with all the extra money. Um, so he taught us all kinds of lessons just in that aspect before the going on a trip. But then we go down there, and all these kids just went to work. I mean, it was awesome to watch them just go out without a second thought, grab a kid, teach them English, play with them, do whatever they had to do to make these kids feel like they were wanted. And they they, they deserve an applause for that because they, they went on and did whatever they had to do. If you look at this picture here, I got to sit with my daughter and talk to some teenage girls about God and give them the gospel. I, I did the wordless book, and the girl that's sitting there with the pink purse, she locked eyes with me when I was doing the wordless book and didn't look away. I tried to look away at the other girls to, you know, so they didn't feel left out, but she was locked in. She was listening to everything I had to say. And then I asked them if they wanted to accept the free gift, and she said yes, and she accepted Christ that day. Gave me chills all over my whole body. It just blew me out of the water. Um, the other thing that I got out of this trip was my kids here, they basically live in a shell. They, they cling to their mother. I call it the parish huddle. They're always, <laughs> all three of them are together. I said... So when we went down there, we got them to get away from their mother and actually do what they were there to do. And it was such an honor to watch them talk to these kids about God and, you know, plant the seeds. So that's all I have. So, um, like Matt had said, um, originally I wasn't going to go and Taylor wasn't going to be able to go uh, or we didn't think she was going to be able to go because she was only in middle school. Um, so when we all found that we all were able to go, I was very excited and um, I didn't really know what I was going to be doing as a, as a parent. I knew this was a, um, a teen mission trip. I knew the teens were going to be pretty much running the show and, um, and I, I wasn't a leader, but I was just there as, as a parent. So I thought, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be hanging out. Um, which actually was okay with me. Um, I was okay being in the schools and hanging back and just watching because I got to watch all of these kids um, grow and um, share the word with their, the other teens of their own age. And to watch my own kids um, share the gospel was just wonderful. It, that was more fulfilling to me um, than anything. Uh, once we went to VBS... Um, I was asked to do, to help with crafts, um, which I thought, okay, you know, I can do crafts. I work at a daycare. I, I'm with kids every day. So um, I said, I'll fit right in there. Um, being at, at work with my, the kids at work, it, it's, it's different. Sometimes, you know, it's harder to build relationships with these kids because their parents are always with them. Um, they're more attached to their parents. Um, these kids, as Chris said, um, just came from all over by themselves. Little kids as early as five, just walking down the street by themselves. There was no parents around. So they were just thrilled that we were there. Um, as soon as they walked in, they were excited. Um, we're doing crafts. They were, they were overjoyed. And that just made me feel great that, to watch God just love on these kids and work through these kids um, 
in the Bible lesson and everything. So I just want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to go. I want to thank everybody who supported us and just thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Okay, well, I'm going to talk about these pictures that I have. This little kid, his name is Diego, and I met him last year when we went. Um, me and he just got like a really close bond to me, and whenever me and my family went down in October, I got to see him then again, and he remembered me then, and then this time he also remembered me. When we first got to the, when we first got to the orphanage, he came. I was like, "Where's Diego? Where's Diego?" And then I found him, and he came right up to me and. He just, like, hugged me, like, the whole time we were there. So that was really cool to be, like, maybe I made an impact on his life because some people, I don't remember half the people I meet, and for him to remind me, remember me over this whole year span was really awesome and amazing. Okay, can you go to the next picture? All right, these little girls, their names are Javi and Kezi, and um, they were one of the missionary families that, were down there, and that's where um, my group had their VBS. These, the little girls, they're five and, was she three, I think, maybe? And they were translating for us. Like, the only things I know how to say is, like, hola. And they translated perfectly for us. They knew perfect Spanish, perfect, perfect English. It was really neat. Okay. This lady right here, her name is Elizabeth, and she is such an amazing woman. She made such an impact on my life. And, um, get the next, can you go to the next picture, please? <laughs> okay. And, um, this is her son, Abiel, and her husband, Israel. And one night, me and my mom, we were talking with her. And, um, she was telling me how she was raising her baby. And she told me that she was teaching him English and she was teaching him about God from the beginning. And I thought that was just, like, so neat. Like, wow. He he probably doesn't even understand what she's saying. and But she's just feeding it and feeding it to him so she will grow. Before um before we left, she told me to remember this verse. And it is Colossians 3, verse 1 to 3. And it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits on the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your role life is hidden with Christ and God. She told me to just keep God in my life and keep growing and growing. So that's what I hope um, I can do with my life. And you, if you would all please pray for me that I will keep God in my life as I grow. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, before, uh, when Dane first mentioned that he was going to Ecuador, I didn't really want to go. I was like, that, you know, I'm not really friends with any of these people here. It's out of a foreign country. I don't speak Spanish. I didn't want to go. And Dane, Dane asked me why I didn't want to go, and I told him, I told him, you know, I have work or I don't want to go. And he said, the reason you don't want to go is because you don't want to change. And I, you know, I thought about that, and I said. Yeah, I guess you're right. I really don't want to change. I like how my life is now. And after, like, you know, uh, Dane just kept pursuing me, and he finally got me to go. And I'm really glad that I did because it was life-changing in, in many ways. And I would, have, I would really be upset right now if I'd missed out on this experience. But 
once we first got down there, you know, I didn't, I was my first missions trip. I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I knew I was going to be teaching a Bible lesson one day, but I thought that was pretty much all I was going to be doing, me, you know, playing with the kids and I was all, we got down there and it was the first day and Ken comes out and he goes, we're going into the school today and here's what everybody's doing. He gave off his list and he goes, he gets to the end and he goes, and Josh is doing a magic trick. And I was like, magic trick? I don't know what the magic trick is, you know. Sean showed it to me like 30 seconds before before I, you know, it was like the first time I'd seen it on Sunday. So I was like, all right, you know, God be with me, you know, I need to do this trick. So I got up there and I gave the trick. You know, it was good. It was fun to do. And I got to do it like 30 times, Dane. Every t- everywhere we went, Dane was like, you know, do the magic trick, Josh, do the magic trick. So do the magic trick. But it was, uh, it was amazing to see that that um, I didn't even want to go on this trip, but, you know, God, God pursued me. And, you know, everybody's talking about how they talk to Jesus about people and divine appointments. I think this wasn't maybe a divine appointment, but this was definitely a God thing, that he wanted me to be on this trip and experience these things and grow and change in new ways. And uh, I thought that was really cool, that even though, you know, I'm a sinner and I'm a, I'm a pretty bad person, uh, God still loves me and he, you know, he sees, he sees value in me. And I think that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. That's better. My name is Sandy, and this was like my first missions trip, and I've got to tell you that it was the most awesome, humbling, exciting, wonderful, life-changing, most important thing that I've ever done in my whole life. And one of the most exciting things that the Lord blessed me that I got to do was um, we went into the schools and we, we talked to the kids and everything. And, and, you know, we taught them English and the kids gave them the wordless book and everything. And when it was over, this little girl named Olivia, 15 years old, came up to me and said, Sandy, could you please speak to me about religion? And I said, yeah, sure, okay, when? And she said, in a couple of minutes. And I said, okay, where? And she says, okay, we'll meet out back. So I told Ken, and I got dismissed from what we were supposed to be doing, and I went out back, and, like, she wasn't there. So then the more kids came out, and we sat down with them, and I kept looking up, and she wasn't there. And as soon as God finished using us in that little group, I looked up, and there she was. And I got to speak to this little girl, Olivia, remember that name because you got to pray for her. I got to speak to her for an hour. So I didn't just plant a seed. We went over everything. We went over what religion was, what having a relationship with God was, and showed her, gave her verses in in the Bible, and, and her little girlfriend, Sophia, that was there, icing on the cake, is a Christian. So now she has somebody to talk with and to be with, and... And then told her what life would be after, because problems will happen and things will happen, but the Lord will be with her always and, and be there. And, and also, um, I gave her my Bible. Uh, um, I, t- I took this Bible, and we knew we'd find somebody to give it to, and she was the one that was supposed to get it. And I wrote her a letter in there and everything and told her where to start reading and everything. So now she has a Bible. And her parents won't let her go, go to church. So I told her that maybe she could stay over at Sophia's house and go to church with her in the morning. And she didn't have to tell her parents, you know, that she went to church, but she could go. But she didn't have to lie to them either. So hopefully she's going like, to, like, get to go to church. And um, so it, it was just awesome. And then um, also one of the most exciting things that we did there was we went to the equator. We went to the center of the world. 
big world, line down the center, latitude. But you know what? God went to the center of our hearts. I mean, he was there, and he took us there to them. It's like uh, Saturday afternoon, we're in the middle of this, this little town, this poor town, and, and they've got artificial turfs, big nets like up over this thing, and man, there's a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of Ecuadorians playing soccer, all of our people, Americans against the, the Ecuadorians, and in the middle of all this, Everything stops. The speakers go on the field. We were going to sing songs, but that didn't work. But um, they, they did their testimonies. They did the wordless book right there, and everybody was just praying. Everybody, everybody, everybody there was praying. How many hearts actually received the Lord? We don't know, but the seeds were definitely planted. And it was like the most awesome thing in the whole world. And when we back up and also at the school, I met a set of twins, and invited them to come and uh, come to watch the the soccer game and um the the one little girl speaks good english and the other one doesn't and she brought her parents so as i sat there for a couple hours while we were playing just talking with them and the little girl would do all the translation and everything and and i got to do the wordless book with her mom and she said that that was really special but after she heard the testimonies and everything down on the field I got me a translator and I went back up and I talked to her again and I told her the plan, plan of salvation and she did pray. She said it touched her heart. Where she is, I don't know, but she's a hairdresser and she was all for her kids hearing the word of God. So that was just really awesome. And then um, we also went to the orphanage and I carried this little boy around on my back for an hour. I don't know how old he is, three, four, five. I'm not good with the little kids, but I do know he was getting heavy and he weighed a lot. And, um, and it was just, they, they loved it. They, they listened to every word, every little thing that we did. And then at the end of the evening, again, they got their hot dog, which we thought was their snack. It was their dinner. That and water was their dinner. So count your blessings. Don't forget anything or take anything for, for granted. And so then we got to put the little boy on our lap, and we just got to hold them and hug them and pray with them, pray for them. God just blessed them, and they knew they were being blessed, even though all of them couldn't understand every word that you, you would say. So we just ask you to, to, play, to pray for the orphanage. And also, Ecuador was my first missions trip. I pray that it's not my last. I urge you, find your Ecuador. Where is it? It's right here. We don't have to go to Ecuador. Find your Ecuador, and you can only then get a taste or maybe a feel or a blessing. What we have to tell you here, you can have it. I don't care if I videoed it second for second, but you can have it if you find your Ecuador. So thank you very much for your prayers, for all your support. Glory to God. Thank you. Let's thank these guys again. We really appreciate what God has done. Just in closing this morning, just a few thoughts. Surprised nobody mentioned about our celebrities that we had with us. We had, we had Blake and Josh. They were our celebrities. And now the schools. If you've ever seen the Beatles, it was like the Beatles. They were coming after us. But anyhow... This morning, I'd like to just share with you just a few, just a, a brief word in closing. I know that we're, we're just about done with our time, but our, our young people, our group that went, 
we basically had a priority check. As we got on that plane, as we prepared, God was doing things in our heart and He was preparing us all along the way. But uh, as we got over there, we ended up checking our priorities. We looked into our heart and we asked God, what is, what is the change about us? And yes, when we go overseas and we see people in a, in a culture that, that maybe they have less than what we have, um, that is not what makes the impact. God is what makes the impact. And so our young people, we went over, this, over across the seas and we were able to see God impact our life because we stepped out of our comfort zone. We stepped out of the place that we live every day and we said we we're going to seek and we're going to be intentional and we're going to ask God to do something in our life. We're going to ask God to do something in the life of the Ecuadorians. Part of Daniel Gonzalez's text that he texted me this morning says, you encourage me to keep serving God. That's what you have done, group. You have encouraged the nationals who are out there who are still serving God in Ecuador. You've encouraged them to keep serving God. That's why they're watching online. You develop some relationships, some friendships. But the first, thing I, first priority I'd like to look at here is from Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 31. And this is the great commandment. Verse 28, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, is that the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall, love the Lord, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe had a conversation with Jesus that day. And Jesus brought up to him what is the most important part of the whole Bible. It is to love God and to love others. And that's our priority check. Our priority, you know, as we get going and you go on a trip like this, it's so easy to have your priorities about yourself. The, uh, comfort was not part of our picture. We did not program in comfort. We programmed in a little bit of fun, but comfort wasn't part of our program. And so as we go along, we were trying to align our priorities with what God's priorities are. There were days that we got up early in the morning. We planned to get up and have breakfast at 8 and leave at 9. We got there, and thank you, Daniel Gonzalez, as you're watching. He woke us up and said, breakfast is at 6.30, and you're going to start teaching in the school at 7.30. And that class that you planned 45 minutes for is going to be an hour and a half, two hours. And, and, and our heads were all spinning. But you know what? We weren't there for our comfort. We weren't there to be tourists and to say, wow, I brought home some nice pictures. We went with a purpose in mind, and that was to align with God's will. What does God want us to do? What did God have planned for us? And so what I have seen from our group as I've been listening to these testimonies and, and I've been thinking about the, the recent weeks since we've returned is that our group has fallen in love with God. We're getting closer to Jesus. I'm hearing people come and they're, yes, they're inspired by something that they saw overseas, but they're more inspired by God. And they saw a big and powerful God do something in their life. God loves us. And he's so faithful to us. And here are the scriptures Jesus is telling us. And it's a quote from the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. And it says, love the Lord your God. And the idea behind this love is not this emotional, feely, I'll love you if everything's okay. It is a commitment. It's a strong, sturdy commitment to love the Lord. And that's what we're to do in our life. You know what? 
it, it's not easy. Most of the time, it's not easy. It's pretty hard living in this world. And there are things, there are trials, there are tribulations, there are things that come against us. And God says, no matter what, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's what our challenge is today. That's where we're to come, is to align our priorities with God's. See, if I'm going through life with, with the priority of my comfort, that's not God's priority. God's priority is His will, and is that I love Him. And that I not only love Him, I love others. When I love Him, I have the ability to now love others. I can't love you very well until I first fall in love with Him. The second priority is the Great Commission. And that is, uh, we'll just put that on the screen here and we'll read this in closing, the Great Commission. And uh, let's read it aloud together. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the mission of the church. This is the mission of the Christian life. The last words before Jesus leaves, he says, go and make disciples. And the word there, go, is literally, as you're going. As you're going, make disciples. As you're going to work on Monday, make disciples. As you are enjoying the time of recreation with your family, make disciples. As you are raising your family, make disciples. This is what he's called us to do. And this is the heartbeat of our church. This is the heartbeat of God. And so what do I have to do every day? I have to come back and I have to align my priorities with God's priority. God's priorities are so much different than mine. That's what's happened with our young people. That's what happened with the families that went. Myself included, we just we, we, were, we, we came back into focus. We said, this is what God's called us for. God didn't call me to this church for comfort. He called me for this church to make disciples. Who will make disciples? Who will make disciples? And long after we're dead and gone, we want to see disciples that are still making disciples because that's what Jesus did. Him and his disciples, they made disciples who made disciples, who made disciples, and somewhere along that line, somebody got a hold of you and made you a disciple. And they helped you fall in love with Jesus. But it starts with that great commandment to love him first and give your all to him. This is my encouragement to you this morning. As you've heard the great things of God, the great things that he's doing in the lives of people, people coming and, and getting excited about getting in his word every day, getting excited about talking to others about Jesus, getting excited about following what God wants, I encourage you to align your priorities to Him. Let's bow in prayer this morning. As our young people prepare for their closing skit, we'd just like to ask you to meet with the Lord and just ask God, where have your priorities been different than His priorities? What does He need to change in your life? As Sandy said, you don't have to go to Ecuador. You go to Finleyville. You go to Bethel Park, Cannonsburg, Washington, all these places where we live. And God has a work that he's trying to do. But he wants you to come and fall in love with him. To love God, to love others. Like Josh said, he tasted the Lord is good. He tasted the goodness of God. 
And once you start to taste the goodness of God, you want more. God says that He'll do that in our life if we'll just come. And we need to be intentional, following to Him. Father God, I pray for all of us. We thank you for the great journey that you took us on. We thank you for the, so many people that, that have come to Christ. Thank you for the people that have, have been supporters, have been, who made this possible, paying for these airplane tickets and, and food and lodging and all these things that needed to be done. But Lord, we thank you most of all for the, the life change of, of all of us. God, as, uh, as those who went were changed, as though who, those who listened this morning were changed, we are encouraged to serve you, Lord. We thank you, and I ask that you will help us to align our priorities to be like you. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. No matter how many times I see that thing, it just touches my heart. It's powerful. You should have seen the reaction down in Ecuador when these kids did it down there and the language of the people. It stopped their heart too. One of the ladies walked out of the first service and she said, you know, I've been in tears a lot to, through this service. And uh, we're excited because, you know, I've said this before, if a church is faithful, uh, God is faithful. And uh, here we have the next generation has showed up. Just uh, our little kids in uh, Awanas, Jimmy, Awanas, junior high, senior high, and here they are. Uh, they're going to step out onto the stage here real soon. And uh, this is the church of the next generation. And uh, we're awful proud of these people. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to Mike and Rachel Reynolds. Uh, they kind of stayed in the background. Uh, but Mike did, you know, his thing with the music down there in, uh, in Ecuador. And uh, boy, they did a terrific job leading uh, helping with the other adult families that went. So thanks, Mike and Rachel, for the great, great job you guys did. Now, we're going to all have lunch together. And so please don't leave. Uh, if you have a plan, try to change the plan and walk out the door and turn left, okay? And we want to have fellowship together. Let's stand together. Turn around and shake hands. Thank you for coming. God bless you. You're dismissed. Sorrow's